0: Hey there, it's Coach Laura with Compassionate Coaching. One of the most common questions I get is how did I start my podcast? Was it hard? Did it cost a bunch of money? Where do I even start? I'm really glad you asked because with Anchor FM, it's super easy to start recording your very own podcast. Just sign up for their free account at Anchor FM. You can record episodes from the Anchor app right on your phone or upload one from your computer. Anchor is going to lead you step-by-step in getting listed in all the major directories. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM and get started today. I know you have stuff to say and we want to hear it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. This is where you're going to find some great tips and resources for getting out of overwhelm and stress and into health and wellness the easy way. Do you have stress and overwhelm in your life? Are you feeling disconnected and looking for purpose in your life? Have you lost your motivation and direction? You are in the right place, my friend, because we're here to bring you a sacred space for getting grounded into health and wellness the easy way. Making small, manageable changes in your life, one little step at a time, can shift your life in huge ways. I have a very, very special guest today, Sue Foss with Tiger Mountain Acupuncture. Sue is an East Asian medical practitioner, and she's been healing people for over 20 years in the area. She has a presence that is calming, peaceful, and reassuring to her patients and friends alike. And I just love being present with her. Welcome, Sue. Thank you, Laura. It's so good to have you here. Please, please start by telling us a little about you so we can get to know you.
1: Well, um, I've been practicing the healing arts for more than 30 years. Um, I started out as a massage practitioner and then kind of gradually eased into East Asian medicine through just interest and fascination with with the medicine itself. Um, I started learning about holistic medicine way back in the 70s. Um, just uh, and had a lot of good luck with mentors I encountered along the way who encouraged me and uh, probably some good luck just to to end up in a profession that I love so much and that helps so many people. Ah, oh,
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So I'm wondering um, what was your main draw to become an acupuncturist?
1: I would say, um, you know, at one time I was headed towards uh, naturopathic medicine, which I also really appreciate. I work with a lot of naturopaths in the area. Um, And then just diving deeper into reading about the medicine, talking to someone who was an acupuncturist, getting some acupuncture. um, I just realized how specific it is to the individual. So, Treating someone for a similar condition um, might be quite different depending on the individual. In uh, Asian medicine, we treat what's in front of us. Um, you're not a condition. You're not your illness. You are whoever you are in that moment. And uh, so the treatment is very specific and, and widely varied um, for the individual and really effective because of that and treating the root cause. I'm classically trained. So if I'm treating back pain, I'm going to look at your internal climate and see if there's something there that's contributing to your pain and the outcome is going to be better. You're you're going to emerge hopefully with less pain, and but also a little healthier.
0: Absolutely. I love that. It sounds like you're meeting your patients where they are. Today exactly. and inquiring deeper. That is a beautiful approach to holistic health for sure. So, I'm wondering though, for those of us who've never used an acupuncturist, um, what, like, if I'm brand new to acupuncture, I don't do, assume I know nothing about acupuncture or acupuncturists or how it works. Um, can you tell us what a person might expect in a typical first visit with you?
1: Sure, it, it's a very unusual medicine. Uh, my diagnostic process is um, I'm going to look at your tongue. There's a lot of information on the tongue. So tongue diagnosis is very important to a classically trained acupuncturist. Wow, I'm going to take pulses on both wrists um, and that takes a little bit of time. There's a lot of information there. There's 28 different pulse qualities. It's a type of listening. Um, to to hear what's going on inside.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. What can you tell about a person by their tongue?
1: Well, um, if you ever have paid attention to your tongue, (laughs) you (laughs) might notice that when you're sick. It looks quite a bit different. Maybe the coating will be thicker. Um, I'm looking at uh, the color of the tongue. Is it pale? Is it red? If it's pale, a person might be a bit blood deficient. It might be a chi deficiency. Is the tongue really puffy? If it's really puffy, the person might be having some difficulty transforming their body fluids. Um, Dampness, that's a a condition of dampness. It is a nature-based medicine. So when I give a diagnosis, it might sound a little bit like a weather report, just looking at systems, the internal climate. Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it dry? Is it damp? And all that information um, is really useful in in aiding a person to get back to whatever their balance, whatever balance they're capable of achieving.
0: Wow. You can tell a lot by a person's tongue. That's amazing. And I don't know that most people even look. What does my tongue look like? It looks a little dry, Laura. Uh, Yeah, that would be the coffee I had. (laughs) 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 that's amazing that's totally amazing so again going back to the person who knows absolutely nothing about acupuncture um so you would be taking pulses and inquiring and listening to the body and find out where it might be out of balance yes and then when it comes to the actual treatment itself i understand acupuncture uses needles are they like is it does it hurt? Are they like really big and, and icky and do you put them in sensitive places? Or, I mean, for those of us who don't really like needles so much, like um, what is the needling part of that like?
1: Yeah. The Usually the first question people ask is, is it going to hurt? Yeah. You no. Know, and, you know, I'm always honest. Occasionally it does hurt a little bit, um, but not often. And if it does hurt, it's often a little maybe it'll be a little pinch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the needles aren't hollow like a hypodermic needle so it's not taking a piece of you it's Uh gliding between tissues it's thin like a, a thick maybe a human hair you know very very thin very sharp they go in pretty easily okay so they're really tiny yeah and actually I think people are so surprised at how gentle it can be and I do have a pretty gentle technique but once the needles are in, they're always so surprised to to find how relaxing it is. Yeah, yeah. How do yeah. you know where to put those needles? Well, years of study <laughs> points and palpation, you know, checking the channels, um, looking for areas of uh, tension. So I don't always use the classical acupuncture points. I might find an off-channel point that I can tell just needs... Um, some dispersing and maybe I'll put a needle there. Um, it just depends on the person. Yeah.
0: Meeting them where they are. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned channels in the body and I'm assuming that you're meaning the body's um, natural energy channels. I wonder if you wouldn't speak to that a little bit for us so we can have an understanding of what it is that you're referring to there.
1: Sure. I, I think probably the easiest way to understand it is to think of, Of these rivers of circulation that go through our system that connect organ systems one to the other that flow from our center out to our extremities. And in a perfect world, all those channels would be circulating smoothly, sharing energy equally um, when they become blocked or weak or traumatized in some way then that's when pathologies can occur. So that's where acupuncture can intervene to aid that uh, restoration of circulation and, and create some balance and well-being. Ooh,
0: wonderful, wonderful. It sounds amazing. I haven't had an acupuncture treatment in a while and you've got me all excited to get back into the office. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of my podcast uh, here is Health and Wellness Made Easy. And I'm wondering if there's something that you find yourself telling the majority of your patients that come through. Like when um, I'm also, for those of you who don't know, a licensed massage practitioner, and I tell all of my patients to um, hydrate, to help flush their system after a massage. So that's one of the things that I tell most of, of my massage patients that come through. Are, are there things you find yourself repeating over and over again Um, that might be of use to our listeners to help make their health and wellness journey a little easier.
1: Yeah. One thing I always ask about or encouraging people to, to cultivate is some solace in their lives. I think people work so hard and they have so much going on and the modern world can be so demanding of us to find some time hopefully often, or at least daily uh, in, our, in our lives to have some solace, some time for reflection, um, time for self-care, whatever that is. It can be something quite different from one person to another, but we know it when we have it.
0: Oh, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Are there... I would also say, um, as I've heard you say, that those small steps are important. You know, and to it's a form of self-love to take care of ourselves and one step at a time and one step leads to another. But I will also say that sometimes it isn't easy and that uh, what's easy for one person might be really difficult for someone else. Yeah. Um, and that is so worth it, even if it is a bit difficult to just keep at it. That's what I would say. Yeah.
0: Do you have suggestions on finding that solace? Are there maybe rituals or uh, anything in particular that might help that person find a little inner solace? Well, I think
1: I always encourage people to seek what works for them. And of course, they ask me what works for me. And for me, being out in nature is a big one for me. Um, and I, and that's part of my daily Life. I do meditate. Um, I think stretching or yoga, movement of some kind. Music is very important to me, so that that always brings me to a to a place of solace or energy. You know, uplift. Um, there's a lot of beauty out there, so I encourage people to find that for themselves. Mm
0: wow very very wise wise wisdom there thank you so much and and so if somebody would like to work with you or somebody like you where might we find some more information about
1: you are is, are the people you're working with mostly local they're um they're everywhere so so if they're everywhere i would um <laughs> encourage them to go to the um uh, N-C-C-A-O-M, which is the national board. And you can tap into some bios of practitioners who, uh, who are nationally certified. And they're all over the place. Lots of good folks out there. I'm in Issaquah, and uh, I can be reached by phone. 425-557-9519. Hmm. And I have a website, which is SueFoss, E-A-M-P dot com. And my email is Sue at Tiger, M-T-N, acupuncture dot com.
0: Excellent. So in the notes on today's show, I'll be posting three ways to get in touch with Sue Foss, the most amazing acupuncturist I think I've ever met. And uh Sue, you said to check in your local area under N-C-C-A-O-M. Is, dot, I, org. dot org. Dot org. Dot Okay. Sorry, yeah. Dot org. And what's the most important thing to consider when choosing an acupuncturist for yourself, do you think?
1: I think see see if it resonates. You know, yeah. I think, you know, if it's a good fit, if it's not a good fit, go elsewhere. But uh yeah. Yeah. I think people tend to know. I think
0: so. That's trusting that inner wisdom.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 You know. Absolutely. Or for sure, if you, you know, have friends or or doctors or or people you know who do get acupuncture, ask around and get a good referral. Mm. That's always, you know, that's always a great way to find a good practitioner. That's an excellent, excellent way to start.
0: Is there anything else you would like to add to the broadcast today?
1: Well, I'd certainly, <clears throat> certainly like to thank you for, for inviting me to talk with you. I've really enjoyed it. And I would just encourage people to stay at self-care. And it's the best care there is. It's it's better than anything I can do. Um, is to just take care of ourselves and one another. And one another.
0: Mm, and one another. Thank you so much, Sue. You have an amazing presence and amazing talent. Thank you, Oh, gosh. And it's just such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your valuable time and busy day. And with that, be sure to check back for more episodes of Health and Wellness Made Easy with Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. You can find more information about me at laurajadair.com. Be sure to check back for our next episode coming soon. Until next time, my friends, love yourself, love each other.